This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Maeve Marsden and you're listening to Queer Stories, the podcast for the LGBTQI plus storytelling night I host and program. If you're new to Queer Stories, welcome. Please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. Head out to your local bookseller to buy the Queer Stories book and enjoy listening to this incredible archive of stories by LGBTQI plus Australians. Declan Green is a theatre maker and resident artist at Malthouse Theatre. He's a prolific playwright whose work has been produced across Australia, Europe, the US and the UK and he's won countless awards for his writing. He's also a director and dramaturg and alongside Ash Flanders, Declan co-runs queer independent theatre company Sisters Grimm. He performed this story in Melbourne in February 2019. So I think uh, doing inspirational uh, kind of coming of age stories in the context of an art like this are quite gauche. Um, so I decided instead I'd do a really uninspirational queer coming-of-age story, <laughs> um, which I'm genuinely blushing uh, at the idea of telling you. So <laughs> here we go. <laughs> okay, so um, I'm from the country. I moved from southeast Gippsland to Melbourne at the age of 18, and pretty much all my expectations of living in the city came from the book He Died With a Falafel in His Hand. Um, I imagine this very glamorous life ahead of me, all kind of piss-stained mattresses and heroin overdoses and just like unbridled punk faggotry, and I could not wait. But in reality, I had absolutely no idea to find any of these things, and I soon found myself living in the residences at Melbourne University. Ormond College. I'm so sorry. It's a halfway house for rich, bored jocks and kind of one of the steps between Scotch College and a job at their father's law firm, which they'd sort of retire with in a few mil of super at the age of 32. I hated them and they hated me. And I left at the age of 20 very prematurely embittered and determined to find my people in this city. This moment came sooner than I thought. I was on the dance floor at a club called Pony at 3 a.m., <laughs> When the music cut out and there was a loud cheer, someone gripped my arm. Oh, my God, it's Endless. I said, who's Endless? You don't know Endless? Oh, my God, watch. <laughs> a greasy-looking man with a bowl cut around my age took to the stage in a pair of stained overall shorts. Without saying a word, he started shaking a maraca and, with no other uh, accompaniment, sang a 30-second song about his own body odour. My pits are crusty, he sang. Live for my stench. I was embarrassed for him, watching this car crash through my fingers. But then it ended and the crowd went wild. Hitting a drum, Endless started what I assumed to be the next song. Boys. 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 Boys, 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 boys. It ended to another huge round of applause. Thanks. He said, that song was called Boys. <laughs> that same person gripped my arm again. Isn't he amazing? I did not think that he was amazing. I was a highly emotional, poetry-writing, 20-year-old homosexual from Warrigal. By my understanding of music, nothing short of Tori Amos was amazing. 
If you weren't writhing on a piano stool in a red fright wig, I wasn't interested. But all these people, these cool, cool people, were in raptures over this sweaty, untalented homosexual. Why? After the show, I saw him at the bar, and before I knew what I was doing, I'd sidled up beside him, and bristling with fury, the words exploded out of my mouth. Oh my God, that was amazing. <laughs> I soon found that Endless had a MySpace page and delved into the world of his top eight, clicking through profile after profile, and by a slow process of investigation, I built a detailed forensic portrait of he and his friends, this group of people I apparently loathed. There were about 20 of them who had met at the VCA, all studying fine arts. Some of them still made art, but more of them were in weird half-joke bands, playing instruments such as loop pedal, clapping stick, and opening and closing an umbrella. <laughs> they all dressed the same as him, op-shop cast-offs with a thin layer of slime. My best friend Ash christened them the Hessians. And finding them just as ridiculous as I, he started accompanying me to Hessian shows. I would stand sipping a beer, studiously not talking to them, while secretly desperate that they would talk to me, which, of course, they never did. Ash would ask me repeatedly, OK, but what do you actually want from them? And in truth, I really didn't know. Months passed of this standoff. I should add that this standoff was entirely one-sided. And then I met David, an extremely beautiful, balding Hessian with an ironic mohawk that was also a comb-over. <laughs> he was to be my in to their world. As David's date, I went to dinner parties at the centre of the Hessian world, an enormous warehouse squat in Brunswick. We ate the finest dumpster-dived cuisine, sautéed vegetables and a cloudy bag of flatbread fermented in the heat of the bin. <laughs> and people throw this stuff out, I would laugh, hoping it would endear me to them, as we bit into pieces of soft, yellowing broccoli. It was all so awful. I hated these people, but I was in absolute heaven. My acceptance as David's boyfriend was sort of begrudging. By now, I dyed my hair black and curated an inch of sad, ironic regrowth. I'd started wearing supermarket runners and stopped wearing deodorant. But the Hessians knew I wasn't like them. And they knew I knew I wasn't like them. And somehow, this made me even crazier. I'd rant about them all the time, all the time, pulling apart and eviscerating David's friendship group to anyone who listened, my friends, my family, David. He'd be giving me a handjob and I'd find myself just monologuing about his best friend James's latest gig and how the music was like, okay, I guess, but actually if you're going to rip off Teenage Jesus and the Jerks, like just rip off Teenage Jesus and the Jerks, like don't do covers of Teenage Jesus and the Jerks, like not this watered down no way bullshit with a bad flock of hair girl seagull with like no talent, like no talent, covered in a thin layer of slime and never realising that in the meantime he'd jerked himself off, rolled over and gone to sleep. Within a few weeks, he'd broken up with me and really it was remarkable he lasted that long given I was very clearly a psychopath. There was perhaps another year of this nonsense before I decided for some reason it was time to get my revenge on the Hessians. <laughs> Though, like, really, what did revenge look like when you're talking about people who literally eat garbage? Like, they had nothing to lose. But I decided I was going to lay it all on the line, like, really let them know what I thought of them once and for all. And the medium I chose for this declaration of war was student theatre. To my mind, this was the perfect approach. Like most people, the Hessians hated theatre. They would never be so gauche as to see a plane, no mind a student one. I could rant and rant about them all I liked without any risk of them actually hearing it or seeing it. So I set to work on my De Profundis, a two-act, two-hour fictionalisation of their lives. 
No detail was spared. Their inane catchphrases, their terrible music, their stupid, ironic fashion. The actors in the show loved hearing about the Hessians. Unlike my friends, they didn't roll their eyes and groan in boredom every time I mentioned them. They wanted to hear about these people. After all, they had to build their character histories. The actor playing Endless would pull me aside. Hey, what should I do with my facial hair? Well, Endless did have an ironic soul patch for two months around mid-July 2005, but he didn't really play that many shows around that time, so it might not really resonate as a classic Endless look, you know? <laughs> Incredibly, the show was a triumph. It sold out and people turned up in droves to scream with laughter at these hipsters on stage, me amongst them, laughing the loudest. Then one night, just before the end of the season, I got a message from a Hessian named Amy. Hey, coming to your show tonight, bringing some friends. See you there, honey bunch. Moi. My vision fuzzed out and my throat closed over. I had the taste of hot shit in my mouth. <laughs> I wrote back with trembling hands. Oh, cool. <laughs> In my bedroom at home, I watched as the clock reached 7.30. The show was starting. They were sitting in that audience, watching it. I wondered what form of reprisal would the Hessians enact. Would it be a text message, a vicious live journal entry? <laughs> would they put my photo on MS Paint and spray paint dicks around it like current blogging sensation Perez Hilton? <laughs> the show ended and I heard nothing from Amy. Not that day, or the day after, or the day after. On the fourth day, I couldn't stand it anymore. I wrote to her to see how she liked the show. The reply, I'm oh, sorry we didn't make it, lol. <laughs> Relief flooded through my body. Relief and then anger? <laughs> like what? They were just going to blow off my work like that? Like, did they think they were better than me? How fucking dare they? I wish I could say this was a moment of epiphany or self-awareness, but it wasn't. <laughs> I kept watching their MySpace profiles, I kept listening to their music on Bandcamp and boring people with my opinions on it. But then I moved to London to become a successful playwright and got a job at the illustrious Dominion Theatre as an usher on We Will Rock You. <laughs> and over a year, tens of thousands of miles away, the Hessians faded from my imagination. I actually hadn't thought of them for a really long time until recently I went to do a trial at a gym in Brunswick and realised that the gym was in the shell of an old warehouse that used to be the Hessian squat. I mentioned this to a friend who knew the Hessians as well, and they told me that it was never actually a squat. Apparently it was owned by one of the Hessians' fathers. <laughs> they were all just living there rent-free. Even later I found out that the guy David, the one I dated, his father lived in a yacht. And it was incredible, because for all my obsession, all my deep, deep craziness over the Hessians, in truth, they were the same as the kids I lived with for two years at Ormond College. Only those rich kids had the decency not to pretend they were poor and greasy and eating garbage. And, and in that moment, I felt it. The answer to Asher's question from all those years ago, finally. The thing that I actually wanted from the Hessians all along. The thing I never realised I wanted. I felt a sense of goddamn superiority. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for listening. Please rate and review the Queer Stories podcast to boost my ego and help spread the word. For tickets and dates, follow Queer Stories on Facebook. And for late night rants and photos of my dog Frank, follow me, Maeve Marsden, on Twitter. For discount tickets to my shows, as well as other perks, become a supporter of my work on Patreon for as little as $4 a month. 
Details on mavemarsden.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.